Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, people that don't subscribe to a binary concept of gender, to episode 21 of Let's Place. I'm still Luke. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Y'all said I would be. I'm defying expectations here. Podcast old enough to drink now. How do you feel about that? I mean, it won't be until we're done with this episode, though. So we need to, like, this is... This is us sitting around at 11 p.m. at some shitty bar our friends took us to, waiting to be allowed to drink. Ele- uh, That's a really shitty bar if they won't let you drink at 11. Yeah, I mean, technically, you turn 21 at the date of your birth. It doesn't have to be midnight. Uh, I guess that's... I'm just saying that's a real shitty bar if they won't let you have a drink at, like, 11.30 the day before your birthday. That's true. But maybe you want it to be, like, a special thing where you drink on, like, the stroke of midnight. What I'm hearing is, Luke, you're taking us out for shots afterwards. Shot, 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 shot. My 21st birthday is one of the only days in my life that I have drunken, so... Drinking. On my 21st birthday, I got really drunk, shocker, and then went to my friend's apartment and threw up on all of her textbooks. Yeah, on my um, 21st birthday, I got out of the hospital after being in there for months, and I had doctor's orders. I couldn't drink alcohol until oh, I was 22. Oh, oh. On my 21st birthday, I all my friends took me to a bar and agitated my social anxiety, and I pretended to be cool about it, but I was super like, oh, jeez, I just want to go home and go to bed. But I couldn't do that. That would have ruined the occasion. Happy anyway, birthday to anyway. us. Yeah, all of our lives suck. We're depressing people. <laughs> and that's why we're here. Hey, no, yeah, I had a good time. I just threw up on some textbooks. Sad, broken oh, man, people are the only kinds Those that would expensive. do this. It was just the covers. I wiped them off. It's cool. Uh, anyhow, I still haven't explained what this podcast is or who these other two people are. Stop throwing up this on textbooks. Is... Yeah. This is the only <laughs> show that dares to scientifically and objectively rank every video game ever released. And uh, I am joined this time with two returning expert guest judge panelists. Uh, I have got uh, former war criminal Zach. Uh, I am an expert, as you just said. Mm-hmm. And I ha- expert at, you know, war crimes. It's still an expert. I tried to think of a like a catchy like thing to say instead of just repeating war crimes, but... <laughs> I mean, war crimes are pretty bad. Yeah, but I was trying to think of, like, a synonym instead of repeating the same word. But it didn't come to me. Um, I failed as a host. Veteran Uh, child soldier trainer. And and I've got a returning guest, Dave. Aspiring war criminal. Yeah. I can teach you my ways. Oh, boy. Uh, Anyhow, we have ranked and placed 100 games. So, I need to figure out the new format, because now I'm not reading this whole list anymore. I'm wondering, like, the original idea was let's just read the top and bottom ten at the beginning and end of each episode, but as this list gets longer and longer, the odds of those things changing keeps dropping. So I think what I'm going to do is not read anything right now. I like it. I'll read the top and bottom ten at the end of each episode from now on. I can dig it. So yeah. we're what? We're like we're like halfway through? How many games are there? Uh, there are approximately 100,000. Yeah, so halfway through. Got it. Yeah, yeah. We'll be done by February. Easy. Um, we might be. <laughs> so we have five new games to rank today. Uh, we have four that were chosen at random from MobyGames.com. And we have one that was uh, chosen from a list of listener submissions. 
So, uh, just going through the list here, uh, we are ranking The Price is Right Decades, SM Word, Harpoon 3 Pro, Snooker and Pool, and Metal Arms Glitch in the System. So, that's, that's what we're looking at today. I remember one of those. Uh, is it The Price is Right Decades? How did you know? You know me so well. <laughs> well, let's get started on The Price is Right Decades. This game came out for a lot of things. It came out for Android. It came out for iPad, iPhone, PlayStation 3, Wii, and Xbox 360. So, let's see here. Uh, the Price is Right Decades, based on Price is Right, uh, which, uh, if you don't know, for some reason, is... Uh, huh. The show that you watched with your grandparents when you were home sick from school. Uh, or were playing sick because you had a test that you didn't want to take. That's my main... That's that's the cultural context that Price is Right exists in for me. I don't know about you guys. I mean, the the context for me mostly is just the theme song. Like... Like, if you look into my mind, in the deepest level of my brain, it's just that looping over and over. That's yeah. that's just what you do for most of your days. You stare in the meeting right. space and just mentally play the theme song. Yep. So this came out in 2011. I'm trying to think, was that recent enough that it's got Drew Carey as the host instead of Bob Barker? I doubt it. I mean, I was, well... I was going to say, retire? I wonder if it, it's even got the real hosts. Well, yeah, I also doubt that. Thing. That's the other thing. But even even if it did have the real hosts, I mean, like, the Decades subtitle makes me think it's all about the Price is Right legacy. Right. So, uh, yeah, Bob Barker retired in 2007. So if this has oh, the God, real I'm host, old. it has Drew Carey. Uh, so let's see. I sent you uh, all a lovely picture of a nightmare person. Great. Let's take a look at this. Uh, okay, so that is, like, a Nintendo Me. Yep, yeah, I, that's, that's, that, that's that the is, normal part. That is yep, a pretty playing, normal-looking yeah. Me, actually. Playing the, uh, classic Prices Price Right game Plinko, which is a variation on Pachinko, uh, and the woman attending the game basically looks like a Nintendo Me that has been stretched and squished into the proportions of, like, a traditionally attractive woman, except because of the said stretch, stretching and squishing, she super isn't. It is deeply unsettling. Yeah. So that's what's going on over she there. She kind of looks like <clears throat> somebody took Slenderman and painted make a makeup face on him. Yeah, and put yeah. Him, put I, him in a dress. Uh-huh, definitely. Um, so let's see here. We have, uh, oh, it's also known as The Price is Right Decades HD on the iPad. Well, with uh, the Xbox 360 version, <coughs> everybody uses, you know, the Xbox avatars. So oh, so, right. Okay, the, this is definitely. there does not look creepy. So this is right. uh, to to reference another funny video game thing on the internet. This is I have seen this game played because I watched Giant Bomb yell at it. Yeah, I vaguely remember that also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's take a look. Oh, we have more nightmare people from Zach. Oh, it's the same kind of weird me woman. I was more for the car. Also, yeah, the uh, <laughs> she is referencing a television uh, showing the prize, which is a car. But it's a photograph of a car. And it's a very shitty photograph well, of a it car. it looks like it's from the actual Well, keep show. in mind, 
this is Price is Right decades. So, yeah. This is probably from a 1980s version of it. The idea is that like you can play in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and today. For uh, for your... sounds like the catch phrase of like a classic rock station. For the uh, listeners at home, uh, the car is specifically a Dodge Shadow three door. Because you know, why do three? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, uh, I always thought the Price sorry, is Right I, was I, fine. Well, like, Oh, yeah, Price is Right's are totally fine. So my issue with all of these game show video games, and we're going to be ranking a lot of them, <sighs> is that uh, they never... Like, the fun of the game show is winning the damn car or the big bucket of money. Yep. Uh, which, like, doesn't happen in these games. Like, this is not the game we're ranking, but... Wheel of Fortune games always have that problem where, oh, you landed on the space where you get the vacation. And it's like, that makes no sense in the context of a virtual adaptation of this game. Mm. Um, and Price is Right would have similar things. Like, yeah, I, it's merely can you win the game. And when there's no prize associated with the game, it kind of reveals how shallow that game is. It's more about the fun of, like, seeing people go ape shit because they want a new car. You know, I would deeply, I would be deeply impressed with a Wheel of Fortune game if the win the vacation space just yeah. like paused the game for an hour, so you got a vacation <laughs> from playing the game. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Oh man, I want it to. <laughs> I want Wheel of Fortune or any bo- uh, game show game when you win money. It can, like, uh, sync with your printer, and it just prints <laughs> out, like, badly rendered dollar bills. Oh, no, it's Pat it's not Sage- like dollar bills. They're, like, Pat Sajak fun bucks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's got Pat Sajak in place in George Washington. Wait, so are you telling me that if you win money in the game, it costs you money in real life? <laughs> oh, God, it does. Yeah. That paper okay. and ink. Well, the paper's not very expensive. The ink. Oh, my God. Yeah, that ink does get pricey. Worth it, though. I mean, Pat Sajak fun bucks. Yeah, yeah. When the bombs drop, what have, do you think we're going to be using? If you could, like, hook it up to a really fast, like, a Kinko's printer or something, yeah. so it's just shooting out the money. Right. I, uh, let's go a step further. You remember how, like, Blockbuster had those kiosks where you could take your Nintendo 64 yes. memory card yes. and print Pokemon Snap photos? I want that, but with Pat Sajak. <laughs> just various blurry-ass horrible photos of Pat Sajak. Yeah, exactly. Taken with your Game Boy oh, camera. I like that we've d- uh, we, we're not no longer even talking about the prices, right? Man, now I wish we were ranking Pokemon Snap. I'm looking forward to that day. Yep, that's a game I can talk about for a while. Likewise. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's get back to the prices right here. Oh, I forgot to launch my application that I made to help me I, rank it, games. I swear to God, you forget every time. Well, yeah, it's shut up. <laughs> uh, let's see. We oh, open. Well, I can I can fill this with an anecdote if you want me to fill the dead air. I mean, it's gonna. It's well, let's just put it. In the uh, well, all right, then fine. Okay. Yeah. It's no anecdotes. Start. Yeah. Well, save it for later. Okay. Okay. So to start with, we need to compare Prices Right decades to game number fifty, which is Brain Games. This is an Atari <laughs> game that is essentially a series of mini games uh, aimed at very young children. It's things like basic pattern recognition. Um, basic basic edition like two plus two type stuff 
The only uh, thing this game really has going for it is its box art, which has a very silly picture of a wizard on it. Um, uh, Zach, how does this compare to Price is Right decades? Uh, I have a quick question for you, Luke. Yes. Do you think that Bob Barker or Drew Carey are wizards? Well, uh, I think Bob Barker probably is, yeah. Then, I, can, I cannot imagine any other reason why someone would be so adamant about uh, spaying or neutering dogs than they need to acquire dog testicles. Vast quantities kind of, of dog testicles. Yeah, for some kind of uh, magic purpose. Yeah, alright, alright, then then fine. It passes my wizard test. It is better than brain games. Okay, okay. Uh, Dave? Well, I mean, the real reason is that he knows if there are too many dogs and cats in close proximity with each other the uh, canine lord will return. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's re- it's a preventative measure. He's really okay. looking out for all of us. But anyway, um, I think uh, I think I think The Price is Right is is a better game, and also if you let your kid play it, it teaches them basic math skills in an applicable way for real life. That is true. That's fair. Yeah, you have to know how like to value things, and that's a practical skill. That ain't the kind of thing they'll teach you in school. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. I, I'm saying Price is Right, in which case we need to now compare it to game number 25. Dave, how does it compare to Bionic Commando 2009, the uh, reboot of Bionic Commando that's like a third-person shooter with a grappling hook, and then it turns out that your cyborg arm grappling hook is powered by the soul of your dead wife, and uh, I don't know what else there is to say. It's a tough call. Yeah. They're so similar. They're so similar. Yeah, I mean, even more so than brain games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, f- very few things are similar to brain games. <laughs> uh, so? no, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to Bionic Commando 2008. Okay. I, it okay. also, I think, teaches a lot of very important lessons to young children. Uh, using the grappling arm, you know, explains mm-hmm. physics. Oh, sure. Um, and, you know, things like momentum. Yeah, okay. And, it, you know, it gives you the lesson that, you know, your loved ones will still be with you after death. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Preferably That's in robot arms. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zach? Well, um, I did not play Bionic Commando uh, 2009, but I did play a lot of Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And he was in that. And he right, was yeah, a gigantic was a asshole in that game. Was he? Yeah, he was a, if like people who were actually good at the game, they were basically untouchable with him. Oh, I did not realize he was such a okay. Yeah, I, I guess it like I know nothing about any pro strats, but something about one of his ultra moves had like instant hits or something. Like, it was because I know Phoenix was really good and Sentinel was really good, and he was, was mostly good for setups. I think I see. Um, but yeah, I hated him, so I am going with the Price Is Right decades. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it to Bionic Commando um, because you hate Spencer and I want to see you suffer. <laughs> also, why? I dead wife arm is cool. You know why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in which case, uh, Zach, how does it compare to Digimon World? Oh, you son PlayStation of a RPG it d- where... Uh, <sighs> You raise a Digimon and it shits all over the place and then digivolves. <laughs> the the 
the really annoying part is that is not an inaccurate summary of that game. No, it's really not. I've played the game. I know it. Um, for for the record, for our listeners at now, home. Okay, this was a question I had because I don't remember the game very clearly. Yeah. Do you have to clean up the Digimon? Oh, you do. See, that's what bothered me because you're in like a forest. That is the most okay place to shit on the ground I d- I d- anywhere. I don't think you have to clean it up if he shits, like, in the forest. It's, like, in your little home area. Oh, if okay. he shits there, okay. you have to clean it up. Obviously, then, yeah. Can you train him to go outside? I No, it is not black and white. <laughs> these, these creatures are capable of speech and are intelligent, but you cannot train them to not shit all over their house. Um, for the record, for our listeners at home, I actually am the one who recommended Digimon World for this list. That's true. Um, so as for the question is how to it, how it compares to uh, The Price is Right, I say, it doesn't. It's better. Okay. Uh, that's interesting, because you thought it was better than Bionic Commando, and yet Bionic Commando is better than Digimon World. I, um, I admit that my personal human foibles... Uh, okay. may may color my own decisions. Understandable. Dave? I think I'm going to have to take Digimon World uh-huh. over, over Price is Right. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I can go with you guys on this. I, I think they're actually pretty close. But, uh... <laughs> they're so similar. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't mean they're, they're close as in similar, just close as in level of quality. I don't especially... No, that was, that was what I said that you son of a bitch for. <laughs> I was talking to Dave, and not everything's about you. Yeah, it is. Anyway, <laughs> that means it moves down to number 44. Dave, how does Price is Right Decades compare to Gremlins 2, the new batch? The NES game that is half side-scrolling brawler, half Zelda-style adventure uh, based on the Gremlins 2 film. A film which was probably, at some point, a prize on the Price is Right. Probably wasn't, actually. No, there's a solid chance. <laughs> Maybe the game was a prize. I mean, I, if I remember right, most of the prizes in The Price is Right that were, like, lower-tier stuff were all, like, uh, kitchen appliances. Yeah, they didn't actually or, like, have a lot of... groceries. They didn't have a lot of media. Yeah, like, it was all... Well, I think because media has such a fixed price, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, a movie's 20 bucks. A video game is... I guess back then they were a little more variable because of the cartridges, but... But not enough. Not enough, no. Anyhow, uh, how do you compare it? Dave? Yeah, this is a, this is a really tough episode, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's real tough. The toughest. You tough know, I th- like I, I think I'm going to go with Gremlins 2, the new batch. I, I was, remember I was there when we were... Not when we first placed it, but uh, right. talking about it before previously. Sure, it's come up a lot, and it had it had some solid, uh, solid okay. aspects to it. Okay, uh, Zach, is Hip Hop Gremlin still in the game? Hip Hop Gremlin is still in this game. Then that game is still forgetty forgetty fresh. So I am going with it. <clears throat> All right, uh, but well, I mean, this game does have the '80s and the '70s represented. It might be pretty fresh, also. Oh, those are pretty fresh decades. Yeah, but. I got. I got to give it to my boy. Okay. All right. Uh, in that case, down it goes to. Whoop! I hit better. I guess I'm doing it manually. Uh, all right. So I think that happens once in episode two. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's see. So fifty minus forty-four is six. So one, two, three. Uh, let's see. Wait. How does that work? I'm not going to worry about it. How? What? 
it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, I'm cutting all this out. <laughs> Zach, how does this compare to Super Adventure Rockman, a what is basically a visual novel for the Sega Saturn based on Mega Man? That sounds fascinating. <laughs> it does sound uh, fascinating. However, it sounds fascinating, but it looks terrible. Oh, does it just use clips from like the Mega Man cartoon? Uh, well, no, because it's Japanese, so the oh. cartoon was American. This looks... Um, well, I mean, I guess they would look similar, because, you know, it's Mega Man. I recall who killed everybody at the end. Uh, I don't think we established that. We said that, I, I think if you lose the game, Roll dies, and then Dr. Wily destroys the Earth. Yowza. Um, I don't know. I, I just like... I like the fact that someone made a text... Like a, like a visual novel... Yeah. Of Mega Man enough uh, that I'm going to give it to it. Okay. Dave? I'm going to disagree because we spent a lot of time talking about Super Adventure Rock Man. And, you know, just making a visual novel in Japan, you know, that's not a big deal. They have a lot of those. <laughs> that's true. We've that ranked true. a lot of those. Yeah. We're going to rank a lot more. <laughs> no, no, I think we got all of them. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have Had a Full Boyfriend on here yet. That's not a game. That's art. <laughs> are you saying games can't be art yep <laughs> alright uh, I'm also going to vote for Price is Right Rockman just does not look like a good thing <laughs> uh, in which case Dave how does it compare to Pulsar 1997 the scrolling shooter with kind of crappy graphics and uh, it's impossible to Google because you either get a different game called Pulsar or the 1997 Nissan Pulsar. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would take Price's Right decades over Pulsar 1997. Definitely. Uh, there, okay. There's there's a lot of mediocre. There's a lot of mediocre scrolling shooters out there, and I'd rather play a mediocre Price's Right game any day. Okay, uh, Zach. I um. I think that the Price is Right. Uh, decades is better than a Nissan Pulsar, but not better than Pulsar 1997. There might be an episode of Price is Right where you can win a Nissan Pulsar. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, Price is Right. Price is Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, that's two for Price is Right. I think I might have gone Pulsar on that just because I think both these games are pretty mediocre, but scrolling shooters are at least like fun for a few minutes. But so be it. Uh, Zach, how does it compare to Bicycle Casino Games? This is a casino simulator where you can play all kinds of different gambling games, uh, such as virtual poker, virtual slot machines, virtual blackjack, virtual video poker, and many others. Um, well, I believe I was on the episode where we placed uh, Bicycle Casino Games. And while it did sound like a thrilling adventure, um, I think if I had to play a bunch of casino games or a bunch of Price is Right games, yeah. I'd probably have more fun with the Price is Right games. Yeah, yeah. Dave? I have to agree. There's a lot of... Um, you know, I mean, the only casino games anybody really cares about anyway are the card games. You know, uh, Baccarat and... Uh, Whatnot aren't aren't <laughs> Baccarat and you whatnot. So hard to come up with another card game. You know, like poker. No, I'm thinking of non-card games. Oh, uh, oh. roulette. Is not a card game. Yeah, roulette. Craps. 
Well, so we established uh, Casino Games does not have roulette. It has Big Wheel 6. <laughs> that just sounds like a really, like, a bad knockoff of Big Hero 6. Is that yeah. like, uh, is that like, just have six different slots to bet on? Or, or, or maybe it was Big Six Wheel. I don't remember. <laughs> Any, no, anyway. Sounds like they're half-assing the casino yeah. experience, so... Oh, I see. Big Six Wheel is like... It's it's like a vertical-orientated roulette wheel. Weird. Yeah. It's actually so, kind of cool looking. Do you? But do you have to, like, pull it like you do the Price is Right wheel? I was gonna say, Price it, is Right has I vertical mean, wheels. It kind of looks like that, yeah. Huh. Well, no, no. What it looks like is the Wheel of Fortune wheel. Oh, lame. That's... Nope. That's... Nope. Because it has, like, the flipper on top and the peg sticking out of it. Price is Right wheel is awesome. I mean, yeah. Okay, so is that two votes for prices, right? Dave? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I I also vote for prices, right? In which case, prices, right, decades is ranked uh, directly above Bicycle Casino Games and directly below Gremlins 2, the new batch. All right, let's rank. Yeah, that that is a solid position. Yeah. So our next game to place is SM Word. Which what? <laughs> SM Word. Wait, is, okay. Hold here, on. I, there's, there's here certain... it took me a while to find it. First result: list words starting with SM. Oh, no, I, I've linked yeah. it here. It's a. Um, huh. It's from a website called Clooney Games Monthly uh-huh. Experimental Games. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking here. Uh, let's see. Uh, instructions. You, okay, so this game requires a microphone to play it. Instructions. You have to type in the phrase "all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy" over and over and over again. Each time you finish the sentence, you get points. <laughs> when an error message uh, pops up, oh, you have to close shit. it by shouting, probably uh, cursing, what? and banging your keyboard with your fists. Eventually, no, the error messages uh, respond so numerously that the program crashes, and you'll be scored on your performance. Oh my uh, god. Uh, so it is a The Shining simulator. <laughs> it is an insanity maker. It is a game where you become Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Okay, I'm 100% on board with that. Movie games listed genres educational, which I love. I mean, it teaches you one very important life lesson. <laughs> Though the screen is set up to look like a certain industry standard word processor, things will not be as easy as they initially appear. Oh no. SM is not merely an inverted abbreviation for a certain application software developer, but also stands for sadism and masochism. Elements arguably often in play when attempting to productively use programs published by the aforementioned developer. Oh, wait, so this is just some, like, hot disc track on Microsoft? <laughs> Slash the Shining Simulator, yeah, it's both of those things. Also, Clippy uh, is in this game. Especially recent versions whose misguidedly helpful offers of unwanted assistance <laughs> often interfere with simple access to the program's basic functions. <laughs> Such is the case here. Holy shit! Diligently cranking out your key phrase, boxes will pop up to notify you of errors, updates, and other simulated system activities getting in the way of your monomania. Inspired equally from the Nintendo DS and the typing of the dead... Wait, what? (laughs) Irritating pop-ups are dismissed by frustratedly mashing keys on the keyboard and bellyaching, ideally with great profanity at high volume, into a computer-attached microphone. 
Eventually, the overwhelming sum of the notifications crashes the game and play ends. Oh my god. This is incredible. I'm looking into the maw of madness. This is amazing. This came out September 1st, 2007. It's free to download. Oh my Oh, they didn't charge for it? No. (laughs) I I linked you to it here. Holy moly. Oh no. Oh no. I, I the just. Game was done for Tick Source's B game competition. Apparently, I've unearthed another level of the nightmare. Based on B movies and cult cinema, it says. In what world is The Shining a B movie? Yeah, or a cult? Like no. They, um. Or no, it's not. They're saying it's like they want to see B games that are like B movies. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. okay. They want to. Yes. It says we want to see bad games with great personalities. Broke oh. gameplay that works. Low budget graphics that titillate the primitive and pervert parts of our brain. Outrageous themes beyond the ken of normal human beings. <laughs> we want to see bad games with that certain genre sequa. <laughs> um, I am in love with this game. Well, so the error messages that eventually crash the game, which first off is beautiful, the yeah. uh, the fact that you are intentionally crashing it. Yeah. Um, it's a mix of standard error messages, and then you just summon an army of clippies. Oh man. Is need help so, with spelling? Okay. Unfortunately, so to looking clear, at this, looking at this uh, thing about the B game competition, this uh, ar- this archived message board, apparently, unfortunately, it does not have the results of the competition. I mean, Surely that's because it won. won. <laughs> oh wait, here we go. Competition results. Um, yeah, hit us. Okay, uh, there were 102 voters on. That's you know, a dangerous move. Game. That's an even number. Yep. They should have learned from me. Uh, SM Word received one vote. That's wrong. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, we wrong. haven't well, we... ranked the other games on this list yet. I'm sure we'll get around that, to it eventually. Well, I mean, that's true, but yeah, right now we have the power to give SM Word more than one vote. We could give okay. it up to three. Well, and here's the thing, is it says, the voting said, if you're a forum member, you have three votes. One vote per uh, game. And they lo- use less oh. than three if you wish. I see. Oh. So, um, I yeah. see. Uh, Dave, how does SM Word compare to Brain Games? I'm going to take SM Word over Brain Games because SM yeah. Word, at least, it's it it does it, it it has one mission and it does the mission well. Brain Games does not seem like it actually, you know, uh, it, it it doesn't. I don't think it delivers on its claims. Right, right. Uh, Zach. Well, you know I have a strong pro-Brain Games history. Yes, you do. Um, But I think Brain Games, while it has the Magnificent Wizard, Uh it, uh, I think SM Word will have more direct impact on your brain. Okay, okay. Uh, Not necessarily positive impact. Right. But impact. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, uh, yeah, I've also got to give it to SM Word... I love it. I love it to death. Uh, in which case, Zach, how does it compare to PT Boats Knights of the Sea, a naval combat simulator where you play as a, a Navy man in World War II? Well, uh, the question I have to ask myself is what is more horrifying, uh, uh, World War II uh-huh. or SM Or becoming Jack Torrance. Uh, I, and it's definitely, like, 100%, don't even have to think about it, uh, becoming Jack Torrance. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the external horror versus the internal horror. So, right? uh, yeah, SM Word. Okay, uh, Dave? 
is it about the horror or is it about other things? I it's mean, all, for me, it's always about the horror. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think PT Boats Knights of the Sea. It 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 has. It, it seems like it's more of a slow burn, whereas right. you know SM Word. Gets to the point. You know what's going to happen with SM Word. You're not sure. I'm not sure if you do know what's going to happen. I was not ready for that description. Well, I I, wait. Hold on. I I have a question. Uh, It in regards to the horror of both games. Okay. Uh Is uh actually I don't think it's technically horror. It's actually terror. Mm. Uh Okay. Then the terror Terror is uh the anticipation of something happening. Sure. Um, is PT Boats the um the sea based expansion to PT? No. Then no, never mind. It's, it's not. But uh, the, no, the PT the PT boats were um, they were torpedo boats. You know, they were very small. Uh-huh. Were there agile. were there um, uh, crying babies in sinks on them? Uh, not. No, this is, it's so. not related at all to the to the, the PS4 to the Hideo demo. Kojima game PT. May it rest in mm-hmm. peace. Yes. R.I.P. R.I.P.T. It was a demo. Yeah. It wasn't a game. Right. Uh, well, we'll get to that. It was a playable <laughs> teaser. Says so in the name. Yeah. But uh, how, how are you voting, Dave? No, I, I'm, I'm going for P.T. Boats. I, I, think it's, okay. I think it's a better... I mean, it. SM Word gives you the experience of right. being Jack Torrance in a word processor. Uh-huh. But you really don't have to play the game to imagine that experience. I yeah. So both the the idea of a game that wants to turn you into a Violent. alcoholic child abusing lunatic who tries to murder his family with an axe because he's haunted by the ghosts of an old hotel, uh, but also combining that with a dumb like overwrought criticism of Microsoft Word. Is the best thing I've heard of in weeks, so I've got to give it to SM Word. Plus, uh, like the random shots fired at Nintendo, I think in there somewhere. I said it was partially in. Insp- no, I think the gameplay was inspired. Oh, okay. By the Nintendo DS. Oh, probably the microphone element. Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Because there's Nintendo DS games where you have to yell into the microphone. Yeah, I remember so. objection and whatnot. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in which case, uh, Dave, how does it compare to? Star Wars Revenge of the Sith for Game Boy Advance, a 2D brawler based on the terrible conclusion to the terrible prequel trilogy of Star Wars films that is surprisingly pretty competent looking in spite of its terrible pedigree. It's oh, got no, like no, it, shockingly it's... solid sprite art. It seems like a pretty yeah, quick, kinetic kind of game. It was it, it I think that was a pretty good game. Yeah. But is it better or worse than SM Word? Oh no, it's it's better than SM Word. Okay, Zach. Um, you know, I do. I will say to give it its due, uh-huh. it does look pretty solid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty nice little sprite Obi Wan they got going there. Yeah, I, I think it's got really nice sprite art. Yeah. Um, but while um, while Revenge of the Sith itself as like an a whole entity. Um, makes me want to turn into a violent axe murderer. <laughs> um, I, it never actually did the job. Right. Whereas I think <laughs> SM Word could actually pull the trigger on that. Yeah. So I got to give it to SM Word. I mean, at the end of the day, 
Star Wars is invoking one of like the most disappointing movies of all time. That's not disappointing, but at that point you knew what you were getting. Yeah, episode one was the disappointing one. You're right, you're right. It's not one of the most disappointing of all time. It was just a piece of shit. Uh, on the other hand, uh, SM Word is invoking a classic horror film by one of the greatest film directors who have ever lived. So I, I have to give it to SM Word. You have to give uh, it to SM Word because it's derivative of something that's good? Well, they're both derivative, but one's derivative of something that's terrible. But which is which is um, which is more admirable? Admirable, uh-huh. the um, the jokey attempt at an homage to something that's already good, uh-huh. or the attempt to create something good from something that wasn't very good. Um, so I, I think there is something to admire in both of those things. Uh, but I would say that in general, uh, if we want to take this a step further. The people working on Revenge of the Sith were people that were probably at some, like, D-tier game studio where it was just like, Listen, this Star Wars needs a video game. Get to it. And God love them. Who was it? Ubisoft. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, Ubisoft is a giant monolith of a publisher. They've got five million different teams. It's actually the Rayman Origins team. (laughs) It was was probably the Rayman Origins team. (laughs) Uh, And God love them. They did their best. But SM Word was a passion project. Also, I, I take umbrage with the notion that uh, SM Word is a jokey attempt. Um, I <laughs> No, I suspect the maker of SM Word is very serious about his criticisms of Microsoft. Yep, I think he, he was not intending this as any sort of joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, yeah, it, it, it is a tough call, but I, I think I have to give it to SM Word. In which case... Uh, Let's see, Zach, how does SM Word compare to Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare? Oh, okay. multiplayer, modern, uh, military, first-person shooter that redefined how game developers approach (laughs) online competitive play. Uh, Um, well... Uh Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Um, I... Uh. For the record, I love Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Okay. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. Okay. Um, but if you asked anyone uh-huh. uh, what the most memorable thing, like, pop culture-wise, uh, specifically that rose out of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare... Right. No Russian. Okay. Which was meant that, to be... Ho- that which, was the second one. No, no, no Russian was the first one. Wasn't it? No, it was I'll the second one. Out. It was the second one. Yep. What am I thinking of in the first one then? The Ma- nuke. The, the nuke. nuke. Oh, yep. I'm thinking of the nuke. My bad. N- then never mind. My whole line of argument just got flushed down the toilet. <laughs> um, okay. Uh. Well, I mean, the nuke is less applicable. <sighs> Man, this is tough because these are both beautiful works of art. Uh huh. Naturally. Um. Yeah. I think that Call of Duty tries to evoke war as a an entertaining thing while also trying to embrace the horror and terror of it such as watching your soldier die before your very eyes sure but it doesn't quite reach that and it never has i mean yeah it's not spec ops the line yeah i mean no it's not it it is not spec ops the line it is press x to pay respects right 
Uh, I don't know if you can... I, listen, I don't think you can judge Call of Duty 4. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I was made in... What was that, Ghosts? No, that was... I think that was actually Advanced Warfare, which what? is actually a really good game. <laughs> um... But, uh, but yeah, no, that, that, and with that specific line, I meant the entire franchise, but yeah, um. Sure. No, I, I get you, but. And I think that in terms of shooting for a tone and succeeding at that tone 100%, uh-huh. I cannot think of a thing on this list that beats SM Word. And I. Okay. I have uh... to, I have to honor the, the dedication and the madness. Okay. So I'm going Dave. with SM Word. Dave, how are you voting? Um, I'm going to go with Call of Duty 4. <laughs> okay, why you want, Yeah, you want to explain that one? Yeah, why is uh, that pretty Because tell? Uh, SM Word has a memorable experience. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare has many memorable experiences. I don't know, I just shot a lot of guys. Yeah, no, that, that that's fair. Um, so the, the one thing that I have brought up when comparing Call of Duty, because I've... I've expressed a few times now, Call of Duty is a hard game to compare things to because it of its is. place in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. I burned out on it pretty fast. Right, I've never played a Call of Duty game, um, but even so, like it has had a massive impact on how games are designed, and it, it's it's a it's a huge milestone in game development. But the thing I I tend to bring up with people, mm-hmm. if right now you could go play SM Word or Call of Duty Four. Which would you want to go do? SM Word. No, I, I'd rather play Call of Duty 4. Okay, no, that's valid. Um, I, as much as I love SM Word, oh. I think I have to go with you on that, with, with Call of Duty. It's, uh, it is just a, it's a big game in, like, every sense of that word. It, it is important it in is. a way that SM Word isn't. Um, I, I will say the reason I wouldn't want to go play Call of Duty 4 right now is because I'm actually really bad at Call of Duty. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do have to give it to Call of Duty 4. In which case, uh, go down and say, Dave, how does this compare to another first-person shooter, Conduit 2? The sequel to The Conduit, uh, which was a first-person shooter on the Wii with, uh, surprisingly advanced graphics for the console... Uh, which notoriously has an amazing cliffhanger ending where Tiamat, the five-headed dragon god, is flying through space to destroy the Earth and uh, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln arrive through a time portal to help you fight it off before it cuts to black. Are you making that up? No, he's not. Not, not a word of it. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I thought that The Shining had a really good like story but sure. uh, I'm afraid I, I've just found a new best game story here with Conduit uh-huh. 2 okay. uh, Zach what's the more mysterious ending where George Washington <laughs> and Lincoln came from or why Jack Torrance is in that photo from 1904 see see, I think I think here, here's the point you were while SM Word is very clearly inspired by The Shining yeah. It is not The Shining, and I think it has a far more mysterious ending than The Shining, because the ending isn't, where did that photo come from? The ending is, have you killed anyone yet? Right. Have you become the murderer? Uh-huh. And really, we'll never know. Unle- right. Unless someone says, hey, yo, I did it because of SM Word. <laughs> um, and I really don't think, while I do appreciate Conduit 2 wholeheartedly, God, I wish more games would go that crazy. Right. 
Um, I don't think anything... I think it's a different flavor of crazy. Sure. But I don't think anything in that game can match the sheer craziness of SM Word existing. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, gosh. These are both excellent games. Like, I've said it many times. I always know that the process is working when I'm having an increasingly more difficult time comparing two games. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm surprised the developers of Conduit 2 are not Japanese. They're American. No, they're American. They... So the, the developers of the conduit were very much their whole thing was everyone is uh, being too whiny about the low power of the Wii, and with a superior computer programming, they can put out a game that looks just as good as an Xbox 360 game on and, the Wii. And, those and are... in their defense, they didn't yeah. quite hit that mark, but they got pretty darn close. Yeah, and I mean what? that that takes. I I respect the developers that take the time to you know get every last ounce out yeah. of a console. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But also, I mean, I never played it, but from what I've seen of video of that game, uh, wasn't it pretty crashy and buggy? Um, that part I don't know about. I, I've uh, seen sure. I've seen it crash in at least two different videos of people okay. playing it. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me because they're pushing yep. the Wii so darn hard. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, because it, I mean, it could very well be one of those things where we are doing this so much that if your Wii has, like, some dust in it, then maybe You're that'll fucked. mess up the circuits just enough they might that it be won't be able to keep up with our program. And then... <laughs> yeah, or something weird. You know, we don't know. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, Conduit 2 versus SM Word. I like... I actually really like using the Wii Remote for first-person shooting. Um, I think motion controls can be kind of bleh in a lot of ways, but... The cursor controls, I think, were a great addition that kind of got lumped in with the gyroscopic stuff, and I wish it hadn't, because it's a great thing. Um, So I think I would probably really enjoy playing Conduit 2, and its story is bananas. But SM Word has such a ridiculous premise. Okay, what what I think it's going to have to come down to is the people behind Conduit 2, both developers were super... uh, passionate and really poured themselves into their respective games but the people behind the conduit 2 were like ambitious in a way that they wanted to do something positive whereas sm word is a fundamentally negative experience where they just want to shit on microsoft and while and also pre- break a human being and while i appreciate how much they committed to their nonsense position I think I have to reward the uh, the positivity behind Conduit 2 more. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I like that. Because yeah, you mean, know what? That, that cliffhanger in Conduit 2 represents optimism that there would be a Conduit 3, which there wasn't. I, w- I mean, there's an important place for games that make you think and feel not necessarily negative, not necessarily right, positive I'm not emotions. I'm talking about how it makes but... the player feel. I'm talking about how the developer felt while making it, you know? Oh, really? But, I mean, yeah. while, while that is an excellent point, what about... How did they feel after they realized it wasn't going to happen again? I mean, and they would probably, ne- they would never get to follow up on that ending. If if they made a game about how angry they were that they didn't get to make the Conduit Three, <laughs> turns uh, out it was actually SM Word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all because they typed up their project proposal in Microsoft Word. That's why they didn't get to yep. make the Conduit 3. You know, I think if they found out that they weren't going to be able to make Conduit 2, they probably moved yeah. on and made another video game. And I will say, 
gosh almighty, I really wish I could say SM Ward was better than Conduit 2 so we can compare it to Chess System Tall. Oh, that's so... Oh, boy. Yeah, but... I can't let my desires for talking about... <laughs> embrace me, Luke. Sh- embrace me and jump off the edge. <laughs> uh, I, I can't do it. Conduit 2 is better. Uh, SM word. I'm sorry. It's a worthy It's a worthy game. I, I, yeah, I, totally, I, totally. I wish more games would be like the Conduit 2. Uh, it's just Conduit 2. Okay. So the first game is The Conduit. Wait, what? The second game is Conduit 2. That's dumb. Uh-huh. Never mind, I don't like that game anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Zach, how do you think that SM Word compares to Yar's Revenge, the classic Atari shooter? Well, um, I never actually played Yar's Revenge. Okay. Um, you play as a robot mosquito and have to fire through a magical barrier at an evil alien base. Yep, I, I'm familiar with it, and I remember it has some kick and box art. Yeah, but yeah. but as we previously um, displayed with brain games, uh, kick and box art is no challenge for the might of SM Word. Okay, so I'm going with SM Word. Okay, Dave. Um, I mean, they dropped the from the development as the developers considered it quote too much of a mouthful. Oh, so it wouldn't be the Yars Revenge? No, no, I'm talking about Conduit too. We're we're off of that topic. I just wanted to talk more about Conduit too. I mean, that's okay. fair. I really like that game now. No, but uh, sorry, I, I already know the answer. Yara's Revenge is better than SM. Hmm. They're both frustrating experiences in their own right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but one yeah, of them is so... actively actively designed to break you. So these are both the sort of interesting games, and I'm going to pontificate on them for a long time, just like I did with Conduit 2. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Because Yara's Revenge is from an era where, like, the rules for what constitute good game design weren't really nailed down yet. There were good games being made in that era, but they were kind of, like, few and far between. For every Pac-Man, you had, like, ten... Well, I wasn't going to... Not ten Custer's Revenges. Thank God there's only one of them. But, uh, you know, you had ten just shitty games that showed a Ten is being generous. Yeah. Probably more yeah. like like 25. Right. I mean, there's a reason the video game market crashed during the Atari area. People didn't know what good game design constituted and uh, what players actually wanted and needed to have fun with their games. And it, in some ways, the games that succeeded back then were almost flukes. But... I think that's being a little unfair to the people that actually had good ideas, well, like the people that made Yars Revenge. During during those days, I mean, the the school of thought for designing video games was based on arcade games. Well, yeah, I'm not even talking about making them so difficult uh, that they kill you over and over so you keep pumping quarters into them. I'm just talking about things like, obviously graphics were not very strong back then, but like uh, making clear visuals that the player could understand giving them an obvious goal that made sense with the layout of the level. That sort of thing. And on those fronts, Yars Revenge works pretty well. Here's your guy on the left. Here's the enemy on the right. Here's the thing between you. Go to town. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's a well-made game. And in the context of its time, that's that's an important thing to note. On the other hand, SM Word exists in an era of... Well, it came out in 2007, right? Yep. So it was kind of even before the current like tidal wave of art games... Like, it was right on the bleeding edge of that movement. You know, like... Yep. 
if that came out like after, say, the beginner's guide or I, I something, have, I have, that'd be a little I have different. To stop you there, Luke. I think small developed indie games were a thing before 2007. They just weren't. Yeah, you're right. They, they just yeah, weren't yeah, as yeah. like well. They weren't in vogue. You're right, and this game was not anything that broke out of that scene. The, the, totally the more right. recent indie explosion has sort of been a response to the AAA right, sequelitis. Right. I, no, no, you are correct on that. I, I, I misspoke. I do also think that we should make a distinction between like small indie games and art games. I, I, I think. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah, those yeah. are not the same thing. I mean, uh, Spelunky. I mean, this is, this guy, is an this indie guy, game, but specifically it's not made the game in like a week. Yeah. Right. This is the kind of game that, like, I'm not saying it belongs in a museum, but it's the kind of game that would go in a museum as an art installation, right? Oh, Maybe God. It yep. It, oh, <laughs> I'm surprised it is not in a museum right now. <laughs> uh, maybe it is. Uh, we yeah, we don't know. Um, but it, it's it's like an art installation I'm, on I'm your I'm going to save it on a flash drive, and I'm going to just lose it somewhere in a museum. <laughs> you know, um, but, so, like, one of them is is innovating in terms of gameplay mechanics and one of them is innovating in terms of like expressing ideas um and i think hmm i think i have to go with yars revenge um because art games like that are standing on the shoulders of those games that figured out the basics um so that you could use those basics to convey meaning beyond just uh play are you so? Is every video game released after Yars Revenge standing on the shoulders of Yars Revenge? Yeah, that's a good point too. Shoot, <laughs> yeah, I felt like I had settled the the dispute in my mind, and then you broke it again. <laughs> Just um, like SM Word will break <laughs> you. Uh, boy, this is. I was not expecting this to be so hard. <laughs> Um, so let's see here. Uh, that is a good point because you can't, you can't just say every, because by that logic, no shooter can ever be better than Yara's Revenge, Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, by that logic, the oldest game that is actually like worth a damn should be, yeah, yeah. It should be number, yeah, that, that's just ranking in terms of age, which we clearly have not done because mm-hmm. the number one game is not the oldest game we've ranked. But um, if you would like to hear that, please listen to my new spinoff podcast. Hey, we gonna rank. <laughs> uh, but let's see here. Um, well, it's not even ranking at that point. That's just explaining the chronological order of games. I didn't say it was an accurate title. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, gosh. In that case, uh, by that logic, I think I have to go with SM Word. Yes. It's it's so close in my mind. Like it is, uh, if if we did this episode tomorrow, I might give it to Yar's Revenge. But we're doing it today. But we're doing it today. Um, I'm just infinitely charmed by the stupid, stupid man that made SM Word. Um, by the way, if you made SM Word, let me know. You can come be on the show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Please anyhow. don't kill us. <laughs> Uh, in that case, uh, Zach, how do you think SM Word compares to Wiz and Liz, a Sega Genesis 2D platformer with a lot of, like, trippy, weird sprite art? You're, like, trying to rescue bunny rabbits that look like they're stoned out of their mind, and there's, like, 
weird tree monsters and weird grim reapers and the moon is always angry at you there's a yeti and an ice cube probably there's a yeti and an ice cube that wouldn't surprise me that sounds about right well Uh, it's a weird game but seems like it plays pretty well oh jesus yeah there's a bunch of like way too tall people in some stocks yeah like it's i if we're talking about games that drive you mad wizards might give sm word a run for its money and um well as longtime listeners will know, uh, I have I am very pro wizard. Yeah. Um, I have an inherent wizard bias. So, sure. um, and I do actually think you know, wizard list seems like it looks like it's a pretty solid two D thing. Yeah, yeah. From what we can tell, it seems like it's uh, sort of Sonic the Hedgehog esque, but also you have spells. And you know, for a Genesis game, this looks pretty sharp. Definitely, yeah. Um, and it, it's creepy as heck, but oh, not, yeah. like, like, like deliberately creepy. Yeah, deeply, deeply, duh. Yeah. Um, I will go with Wiz and Liz. Okay. Dave? Yeah, I'm going to go with Wiz and Liz, too. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to go with Wiz and Liz, in which case, SM Word is ranked at number 11, goes directly above Wiz and Liz, directly below Conduit 2, just short of breaking the top 10. Wait, no, it should go at number 12. Yeah, how, oh, how's it get? Oh, above- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, because I can't count good. <laughs> Numbers are hard. It's okay. Numbers are hard. No one understands that. No, I do. It's okay. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Congratulations, SM Word. Number 12. That'll teach all those hoity toity indie jackasses for not voting for you. Hoity toity? Yeah, you heard me. In which case, our next game to rank is Harpoon 3 Pro, which came out in 2001 for the PC. Uh, Harpoon 3 Pro is used as a real-world tool for military professionals. Damn! The simulation... I, I'm, I, listen, that might be true. I'm still reading. Let's make sure that's an actual I, I'm looking fact. at screenshots, and it I'm looks pretty legit. To read the copy? Okay. Yeah, okay. The simulation builds on the decades-long harpoon tradition of naval warfare originally designed as a paper system by Larry Bond. Originally started based on the versions available at that time, later editions of Harpoon 3 Pro build on Larry Bond's Harpoon 3 Advanced Naval Warfare by extending the VCR and umpire's functionality for professional training purposes. It also adds a Monte Carlo analysis feature, GIS import, game state exports, and a satellite toolkit... Okay, this is awesome. Yeah, US what the hell? Include the U.S. Navy as well as defense professionals at Northrop Grumman Corp. and the Rand Corporation working on behalf Wait. of. Why do we have anything called the Rand Corporation? Whoa, 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 man! You what? nagging on Iron Fist? Yeah, yo, what the hell, bro? What? 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 <laughs> My what? favorite comic book character is named Danny Rand. Well, okay, whoever made him was probably a jackass. You son of a! Crazy. I have a hat. I have a. Tattoo of this... Oh, you son of a bitch. You have a tattoo of someone named Rand? I, not of them. <laughs> Wait, so what do you have a tattoo of? Why was it relevant? I have I have a tattoo of his tattoo. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, it's cool. Rand Corporation working on behalf of the U.S. Department of Defense. Let's find out what the Rand Corporation is, then, if you're so quick to defend it. It's gonna be some, like, horrific corporation. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, hold on, that's that's the actual website. I don't want that. I want like the Wikipedia article. Um, I was gonna say I'm not I'm not seeing the Rand Corporation on their actual website. Okay, so Rand is not a reference to Ayn Rand. It stands for Research and Development. That's a bad acronym. 
It is. is an, uh, but also, it's an American nonprofit global policy think tank. So now I'm scared that maybe they're okay with what that acronym is. Also, Origin- they're, they're probably listening in right now. Probably. Originally formed by the Douglas Aircraft Company. Uh, let's see. Let's go to history. Uh, RAND was created after individuals in the War Department, the Office of Scientific Research and Development, and industry began to discuss the need for a private organization to connect military planning with research and development. Da 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 da. Bunch of facts and figures. Uh, since the 1950s, RAND research has helped inform. Wait, so when was Ayn RAND around? Uh, 20s? Oh, let's see. When was uh, Atlas Shrugged published? Atlas Shrugged was published in 1957. But believe me. Okay. Ayn so Rand, you know what? Ayn Rand what, would that? not be all for a non profit think tank. Oh, absolutely not. That's very true, and what I was getting to was, you know what, I can't fault them for being named the Rand Corporation because the name predates Ayn Rand's uh, novels. Yep. So, I okay, uh, criticism revoked, Rand Corporation. You're probably an upstanding, good-thinking people. <laughs> and my tattoo is super cool. Well, well let's not go that far. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, so this is kind of awesome, uh, but how awesome is it? Let's find out. I, I have to say, um, I'm actually a little bummed out. This is super cool. Yeah. But I was hoping it was going to be like, I don't know, like a harpoon fishing game. Oh. I Harpoons <laughs> are real fucking cool, man. Well, I mean, it still sounds like you use harpoons, right? I don't. I doubt it. Or it's no. like sub-based, and I don't really think they mess around with harpoons that much. <laughs> I guess that's probably true. Harpoons have probably been phased out as a military weapon. Yep. Unless you're a swordfish. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, how do you think that Harpoon 3 Pro compares to Z-Wolf, a 3D, um, like, scrolling shooter where you play as a helicopter and the logo looks like it was stolen from The Witcher 3? My immediate thought is this, Z-Wolf is like a, a simulacrum of military combat. Harpoon 3 Pro is the real deal. Um, it yeah, is. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a holistic simulation capability that encompasses strategic, operational, and tactical views concurrently and without recourse to additional simulations or models, whilst incorporating the full spectrum of military systems. You, also, it's you, explicitly you, compatible with VCRs <laughs> to record your gameplay. Which David, I you, love David. You throw that one off the dome, like you can you can export this to Beam via satellite. Wait, what? Yeah, these guys were these, these guys were into uh, live streaming way before it was cool. Yeah, exactly. Way before it was possible. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Z Wolf is like 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 Harpoon is like the real deal. Z Wolf is like baby time frolics. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, oh, it's actually not available for retail, but sold on a case by case basis. Hmm. I wonder if <laughs> is our case good enough? Could we? <laughs> We Look, we are doing it. science here. I, I have the feeling that the developers of Harpoon 3 Pro would object to it being referred to as a video game. So much as a, like, computer combat simulator. Mm. Fair. That is a good question. Is it, it, it? I guess that raises the question of, you know, when does, when does a simulation become so complex that it crosses the line between a game and it just turns into a training tool? Right, right. And it's not meant to be, like, enjoyed. Look, man, I, mean, I played America's Army. I know about training tools. I think at some point, uh, 
Listen, I've, I've had to do some new jobs with some real terrible HR people. I know about training tools. <laughs> yeah, and they're not fun. But up, up, but up, up. But no, what I was gonna say is, I, I feel like you have to invoke death of the author here. Like this is this can be played as a game, not by us because we're not allowed to buy it, but <laughs> by someone. I, I don't think that they get to decide whether or not you have fun doing it. We will. I mean, yeah, we... I, there's there's definitely some hardcore people who would probably love it. I imagine we are probably, like, especially not allowed to buy it. Yeah. Um, are, are we officially... Uh, yeah, so we're, we're comparing it to Z-Wolf, who... Dave, did you vote? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I, I mean, Harpoon 3, obviously, it, it, it does what it does very well. Right. But from a game perspective, mm-hmm. I don't think the reality presented as a okay. submarine commander is as fun as the uh, sort of enhanced reality presented I by see. Z-Wolf. I see. Where okay. you're not you're not actually doing helicopter simulator, but you're doing basically, oh, I'm in I'm in a fucking helicopter. Right, right. No, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. Um even so I I think I think I got to give it to Harpoon 3. It's just neat. Uh All right. Yeah. So let's see, in which case it goes up to 26. Dave, how does this compare to the Bionic Commando remake? The I'm least... sorry, unless unless you can power that submarine with my wife's soul. Uh, like the least realistic. Look, man, we do thing. not know what the Rand Corporation was developing, okay? Right. I mean, to be fair, the Harpoon 4 might have, might have wife now, <laughs> spousal soul capabilities. Here's my question. Uh, is there a harpoon attachment for your grappling hook in uh, Bionic Commando? Um, well, it's I, not explicitly a harpoon, but you can use it to grapple onto other players. Yeah, but right. it's it, but it's like your hand. It's not like a pointy spear. Right. Yeah, but okay. it doesn't need to be. No, yeah. to be a harpoon, it does. <laughs> well, I mean, right. it, it fun- it's functionally identical yeah. to a harpoon. But it isn't a harpoon. I take my harpoons very seriously. Okay, good to know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so how are you voting, Dave? I, I, I'm going to go with Bionic. Okay. Uh, Zach? Um, I mean, these games are so similar, it's really hard. But I, I, I don't think Bionic Commando was built in with the capabilities of me streaming it to a satellite for the military to investigate. Right. Um, and so... On that factor alone, I have to give it to Harpoon. Yeah, I mean, that is really cool, but you know what's cooler? Dead what wife arm? arm. Yeah. yeah. Saw that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you having uh, a yeah. fondness for games where dead people live in arms. Who could have seen that coming? Hey, you know what? We have not talked about my relationship with Metal Gear Solid <laughs> on this show yet. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned it a few times, actually. I like actually all don't things Metal Gear Solid, I'm sure it's complicated. <laughs> no, I just really like it. Uh, in which case, <laughs> Dave, or not Dave, Zach, uh, how does Harpoon Pro 3 compare to Digimon World? Oh, Digimon World is way more complicated than Harpoon Pro 3 Digimon I'm World. I'm convinced of that, but okay. <laughs> you, you Look, you try and raise your Agumon just right uh-huh. so that it doesn't turn into the, the poop Digimon, because... If you want to turn it into a Greymon, they have very similar raising strategies to get great. Wait, gray- wait, wait a second. Yes. 
Not only does your Digimon shit all over the place, if you do a bad job, it turns into shit. It turns into a, like a just literally like a giant poop. Oh my god! I vaguely does that happen if you don't clean cartoon. up its shit enough, or is it unrelated to that? I think it's a combination of that and also like you just took bad care of it. Okay. Because like they they incorporated because you know it originally started as like a Tamagotchi. Okay. So they incorporated parts of like that into the game. Okay. Um, uh, but I I distinctly remember that Greymon the the canon Digivolution uh, for right. for Agumon the badass tiger dinosaur with a helmet. Right. Um, and the poop Digimon had like very similar like requirements. So if you made, like, one tiny mistake trying to get Greymon, you would get the poop Digimon. And it was, like, uh-huh. trying to balance 80 plates at the same time. Uh-huh. That okay. shit's complicated. So I guess you're voting for Digimon. I though. am. Okay. Um, uh, Dave, how are you voting? Uh, they're both really tedious games. <laughs> Well, we don't know that. I, I can vouch Digimon World's pretty tedious. Well, uh, but we don't know anything about Harpoon 3. We're not allowed to play it. <laughs> My, I've seen a lot of movies like, about that, submarines. I, I'm excited about this because most of these games we just haven't played. This one we're not allowed to <laughs> play. We literally, we cannot. Games. I've seen a lot of movies about submarines, and it's always, you know, a lot of waiting for the radar to ping, and then... Right, but that radar ping can mean you're death. Or there's, like, you know, a dolphin. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, I I'm gonna give it to Digimon. Okay. I just I would give oh, it to okay. the, the thing Pro, is like but... the Harpoon three pro. Uh huh. It it feels like given the chance to play it, right? Right. I feel like the amount of prep time to actually be able to play it, like the stuff uh-huh. I would have to learn and everything, I feel like that would not be the the time investment would not equate to an equal amount of enjoyment of the game. And that's okay. important, is how complex a system compared to how much you get out of it. I guess that's true. Um, I don't know, I still think I would have given it to Harpoon, but I am outvoted. <laughs> Damn Welcome right. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Welcome to my Digimon world. <clears throat> so, let's see. Oh, <laughs> hey, here's another one we've ranked already. Uh, Dave, how does it compare to Gremlins 2, the new batch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, I've been at bat for Gremlins 2 a lot. I can't, I can't go away from it now. Okay. okay. Maybe someday, maybe someday I will, I will say another game is better than Gremlins too. But I mean, not objectively, right forty-four games are. Right, but I didn't uh, necessarily place all of those above. Sure, uh, Zach. I believe that my feelings on Gremlins two are on the rickety rickety record, uh-huh. so I'm going with Gremlins two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely would have voted for Harpoon <laughs> over that, but that's how it goes. <laughs> Uh, Zach, how does it compare to Pulsar 1997? Um, I think that Harpoon 3 Pro is probably less complicated than driving a Nissan Pulsar. I, I think you are grossly (laughs) underestimating the complexity of operating a submarine. And I think you are grossly underestimating the complexity of operating a Nissan Pulsar. You turn the key and you push the gas pedal. Oh, oh, my sweet summer child. D- does it have a manual? You can probably get it with an automatic transmission. Yeah, probably it's a Nissan. Cannot possibly be that difficult to drive. Uh, you, you have no idea. Um, but <laughs> that's that's what like a 
six-year-old says to themselves. Zach, you're like... Watching their parents drive. Oh, that can't be that hard. (laughs) Zach, you're like 14 years old. How do you know how hard it is to drive I'm 24 years old, you garbage bag. (laughs) Oh, 24. (laughs) You youngster. God, (laughs) you dragged that shit in here. You monster. You, You baby. You were six years old in 1997. How do you know how hard it was to drive a Nissan Pulsar back then? They didn't, like, they don't know, like, they didn't stop existing in 1997. (laughs) The the god of Nissan did not just wipe the slate clean. I question whether you drove a 1997 Nissan Pulsar. You'll never know. Well, did you? I actually do not know. I've driven a lot of cars. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm. I am not allowing that into the, your testimony. <laughs> Are you the? Oh, okay. Um, I'll vote Harper, for Harper. Please strike that from the record. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I will go with Harpoon. Okay. Uh, Dave. And fuck you for tracking my age in here. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that brought up your age. I was just saying it sounded like that. I actually did not. You're only a year younger than me. I hate you so much. <laughs> Babies. Oh, you have to let other Zach know that you did this. Yeah, yeah. He will be excited by that. Uh, uh, anyway, Dave. Man, I... I I'm gonna have to give it to Pulsar because I'd rather I the, the amount like I said the time investment for for learning the play to amount of enjoyment is yeah. a, is important. I mean, o- over these previous twenty episodes, I have learned that there are certain quirks of every guest that I have to account for when editing these episodes. Like Sam has bad internet, so his uh, audio constantly falls out of sync. Uh, like Shane constantly clips his audio and he types directly into his microphone, so I have to clip a whole bunch of stuff out. And with Dave, I always have to go in and edit out a bunch of dead air because he takes forever you to answer think, any questions. You think? I mean, he thinks it through, man. I'm trying right, to but process. It's an audio program. You hey, think you know what? Just, hey, don't edit any of the dead air out of this episode. Just put in the Price is Right theme. Like, fade it <laughs> in and out. And get sued by Bob Barker. <laughs> I, you know, they're I, not... I'm not... Listen, I'm not mad. I just think it's funny. <laughs> There, I, I don't think you're going to get sued. Yeah. Oh, oh that's what you're talking Okay. No, you're I not going to get sued. <laughs> I thought I made you self-conscious of all the dead air you make. No, it's fine. Uh, okay. I, d- dead air is like the third most important ingredient in a podcast. Yeah. Dead air would be the good name of like a J-Rock song. Is it just... Is it a J-Rock song that everyone's like, yeah, J-Rock, and you put it on, and it's literally just silence for like two minutes, 15 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I forget what you voted for, uh, Dave. Yeah, I voted for Pulsar. Pulsar, okay. Uh, I'm giving it to Harpoon. I don't think Pulsar is a very good game. In which case... It's a pretty good car, though. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know I don't know that. Uh, anyhow, you're innocent of driving an Nissan Pulsar until proven guilty. <laughs> In which case, Dave, how do you think it compares to bicycle casino games? I'll I'll take you know what I'll 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 take the I'll take Harpoon Three over bicycle games just because why not? 
Okay. That's Why, a great I, I, I have absolutely Why not? no reason except that I've been shitting on Harpoon 3 a lot. I'll, I'll, okay. give, I'll throw it a bone here. All right. Uh, Zach? Um, I'm going to give it to Bicycle Casino Games. Okay, why is that? I like poker. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it to Harpoon 3 because, yeah, poker's fun, but we've talked about this with a couple of the gambling games we've done. Video games are yeah. meant to be played in yeah. real life. Like, they, they suck when you turn them into video games that are single player. Yep. It makes no sense in that context. Um, Red Dead had really good poker, though. Whereas, if anything, turning military combat into a video game is better because no one dies. It's true. Uh, so, Except uh, your career. <laughs> you do really bad at it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zach, how do you think uh, Harpoon 3 Pro compares to Crisis Right Decades? Uh, um, I mean, they're so similar. Yeah. Uh, is that the is that the theme for this episode? They're that, so similar. The so is similar. that the name of the episode? No, the name of the every episode is just the name of the game that was the most interesting to talk about. In this case, it's absolutely SM Word. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm gonna go with the prices right decades because I like to imagine them like being put up against each other. And the sound of like just a muffled <laughs> coming through like a submarine speaker. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no! Now I'm imagining like the scene from the very tense, you know, yes. submarine movies where they're sitting right. there. They're all sitting in silence, waiting for the radar ping. Yep, yeah. yep. The radar swings around, it pings, but instead of a ping, it's yep, 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 yep. That's exactly. As yep. the ping gets closer, the song gets louder. What I'm imagining is a Fallout-style uh, post-apocalypse where Bob Barker is on a nuclear submarine and somehow he's become immortal and he's just broadcasting the prices right Becomes from his nuclear immortal. submarine he forever. I don't know, he's, he looks pretty old. I, I don't know how much longer he's Eternal got. Eternal youth does not equal immortality. I guess that's true. But, yeah, I'm just imagining he's just on this nuclear submarine producing new episodes of The Price is Right. For By a- himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> uh, Can we make that right, game? So-, so, Zach, which way was that a vote for? I didn't price is Right. Okay. Uh, Dave? The Price is Right. Okay, yeah. Based on my internal fantasy, which has nothing to do with either of these games, I'm also going to give it to The Price is Right. In which case, Harpoon 3 Pro is ranked. It goes directly above The Price is Right decades and directly below Gremlins 2, the new batch. Uh, let's see here. Harpoon 3 Pro. I just realized if that kind of simulator is in this, we might one day have to rank the air traffic controlling simulator I had to use when that was what I was doing with my life. Fun. Yeah. So our next game was Snooker and Pool, which sounded to me like a game that was like based on some old obscure British TV show and I was very excited. Wait, you wait, you didn't know what Snooker and Pool are? Well, I mean, I know that Pool was a game. I didn't know what Snooker was. It's like Weird Pool. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I found out that it's it's a bundle of games, which as always I refuse to acknowledge. So I hit the random button again and we got a much more exciting game to talk Uncharted about. Uncharted 2. Silent Hill Book of Memories. Oh, fuck. Vita. It's a spin-off game exclusively for the PlayStation Vita, so you know it's good. Um, it's the last Silent Hill game produced by Tom Hewlett before his departure from Konami. Uh, let's see. At the start of the game, the player may customize the protagonist to his liking. This makes Book of Memories the first Silent Hill game without a set protagonist. 
The story revolves around a mysterious book the player receives on their birthday by an anonymous sender. All the protagonist's memories are written there, and by altering the book, he finds he can alter past events in his life. That is... Okay. My suspicion is this is a terrible game. That is a great hook for a story, though. Yeah. I love that setup. Um... Before the changes take effect, though, the character falls asleep and must survive a nightmare, explore the other world, and battle creatures from previous Silent Hill games on the way. Because of course he does, because they stop being original in Silent Hill. Yep. It sort of sounds like Silent Hill themed uh-huh. gauntlet. Yeah, it, it's it's a hack and slash uh, game. God, see, that's I hate everything about that. That's not what Silent Hill is supposed to be. Uh, and like I feel like, ah, uh, man, like if you took the psychological horror elements of Silent Hill. And, like, made it with that conceit of the book that has your memories that you can change. You could do so much cool stuff with that. Yep. And the idea that this is just a dungeon crawler is disgusting. But, but Luke, Luke, there are five character classes. The bookworm, the goth, the jock, uh, no. the prep, no, and the rocker. No, that is, you're making that up. Oh, I am not, sir. You are reading the script of Cabin in the Woods 2. Uh, oh, man, I wish I was. I love Cabin in the Woods. That's um, a good movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, but, oh my, are you kidding me? This is straight from the wiki page, baby. And I'm checking yeah, the source like, for the wiki Silent page. Silent Hill is <laughs> so far from the slasher movie end of the horror spectrum. <laughs> I know, right? It's not that at all. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's here on Engadget that they sourced it from Wikipedia. So I mean, yeah. Wait, hold on. The game has an alignment system. Oh my god. The three it has three alignments. Yeah, I've seen that. Blood, light, and steel. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, Silent Hill games have kept track of sort of alignment in a way. It's just been sort of obscured in previous games. All right. To yeah, I. Uh... I mean. Now, okay, this sounds like a pretty bad Silent Hill game. I agree. I'm a big fan of the series. This is obviously, you know, this is after Akira Yamaoka left and everything, you know. Right, Um, right. So, terrible Silent Hill game. Right. But is it a bad game overall? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I will say again, divorced from Silent Hill, I think the premise of this game sounds fantastic. And it sounds to me like it squanders that. Yeah, place. I do not think the premise and the no. genre of the game match up at all. Also, to, to be apparently, fair, the... I mean, you know, like Yara's Revenge and everything. You know, you had these all these stories on the box, and then gameplay, whatever. <laughs> well, right, but Yara's story is you're a space mosquito shooting an evil alien, and pew, you know pew. what you do in the game? You're a space mosquito and you shoot an evil alien. Um, I to to wrench the knife even further into your heart, Luke. Um, uh-huh. Apparently, this game was designed from the ground up to involve the Book of Lost Memories, but originally it was uh, designed to be a third person uh, with an over-the-shoulder camera and more puzzle focused. Yeah, see, that seems like it would be a better fit for the Book yep. of Lost Memories. And then they made it a dungeon crawler because they realized yeah. they would have to make, I guess. They're going to have an isometric view for puzzles and over the shoulder for combat, and they realized they would have uh-huh. to make assets from two different angles, and they didn't want to do that. Right? Why would you? Games um, are hard. I, I mean, so to be fair though, let's let's try and evaluate how this game was received. Poorly. Immediately, I see it has a three out of five on Metacritic and a six out of ten from IGN. 
So, sounds like maybe not the best, even on its own merits. But not garbage. Not, not just total trash, but deeply mediocre. That's the scores I'm seeing here. Flawed, but fun. Uh, Book of Memories feels odd, as though a Diablo has murdered a Silent Hill. See, when you <laughs> that is fantastic. Like that, all of a sudden, now I'm more interested. I really like to imagine just Diablo, but wearing like a pyramid head, just being like, "Yep, yeah, Silent Hill now." As though Diablo has murdered a Silent Hill and is traipsing about wearing its skin. Uh, if you just want dungeons to crawl through and couldn't care less about polished menus and engaging stories, great. Everyone else, don't feel bad if you skip this game. Uh. Okay, so it sounds like the gameplay is fine. It's not revolutionary, but it's passable. And everything else about it is forgettable at best and actively shitty at worst. Sounds perfect for our list. <laughs> oh, originally this was a DS game, I guess. That they, oh, I see. That may, that that seems... Uh, the, was there a Silent Hill game for the DS? Because that actually seems like a system that could have so. a real cool... There was a Silent Hill game for the Game Boy Color. That does not seem like a system they could have a real cool <laughs> Silent Hill well, game. It was a canceled game for the DS. Yeah, it's it's this. They canceled this, it. Yeah. Um, oh, and then they moved it to the Vita. Yeah, they they, yeah. Cha- they ripped apart that game's corpse and stuck it together to make this. Right. right. Okay, so, Zach, how do you think this compares to Z-Wolf? Um, well, I think that Z-Wolf is a, a fully formed mesh of genre, tone... Mm-hmm. and concept whereas silent hill book of memories is just a horrible mishmash uh-huh. so i'm gonna give it to z wolf okay um dave i yeah i have to agree with zach there uh it, it, z wolf seems more fully formed you know it, it's like they had an idea and they did it and they didn't compromise yeah i i agree with that i actually think i would have given it to silent hill just because the gameplay in z wolf doesn't look great um this is a 3D game, like, in the way that Mario Kart is a 3D game. Um, it's not, like, polygonal, and it just looks like kind of a mess to play. But, uh, that's not to say Silent Hill's good, and I'm perfectly okay with it going to the bottom half of the list. So, let's see here. Uh, game number 78. This is the first game we've ranked negatively on this episode. It's been a positive episode overall. Yeah. Uh... Dave, how does it compare to Warlords 1990, the uh, PC fantasy strategy game? Mm, that's a tough one. I mean, they're they're just so similar. <laughs> they're just so similar. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> uh, no, you know, um, I'm I'm gonna go with Warlords. Okay, uh, Zach. Again, I think. Uh... Uh, medieval fantasy strategy or like you know thing on the pc that's a fully formed concept lots of people have done that great warlords didn't do it as well as some but they had an idea they they nailed it they went for it right uh given to warlords yeah and i mean you know what warlords established a relatively well-liked franchise book of memories shit on one so i'm also gonna give it to warlords uh so let's take a look 91. Let's let's be let's be fair though. Konami has been mishandling Silent Hill for a while. Oh, absolutely. Konami has been mishandling not unique in shitting on the Silent Hill franchise. And to be fair, by the point it came out at, one might argue that it was so buried in shit that it might have just thought this is the shit pile where we take shits at and not uh, a beloved franchise of horror games. Also, but, Konami you know. has been 
shitting on lots of things for a while now. Right, right, right. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that it's shit on Silent Hill. True. Uh, so let's take a look. Um, Zach, how do you think that it compares to Robotron 64, a dual-stick shooter for the Nintendo 64, a system whose controller only had one stick? Well, um, uh, running, a running theme of uh, my comparisons to Silent Hill so far have been games that had uh, fully formed concepts. Right. And, you know, <laughs> making yeah. a dual-joystick shooter when you got one stick... Not super great. Right. Um, no. So I gotta give it to Silent Hill. Okay. Dave? Also, Which holy crap, this, this game looks terrible. This is Robotron 64. Wow, yeah, this looks I'm, bad. I'm gonna have to look at that screenshot. Holy it is shit. Ugly that, as looks, this. that looks Yikes. like a PS1 game. Oh, well, no. I mean, it's, well, I mean, it's that a would... 64 game, so it's contemporary with the PS1. This looks worse than a PS1 game. This looks like. Like. A... I mean, it's like. It's, it's played, like, on a flat texture. Yeah. It's not a pretty looking game, and it doesn't seem like it's a very fun game. No. It, uh, For the record, yeah. the, the original Robotron, fucking awesome game. That sure, game, right. That game's great. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, Silent Hill is going to be a better game than this. I mean, they're both sort of, you know, yeah. shooty, crawling games, but Silent Hill sounds like it's not. Uh, it, it's not Poop terrible. From a butt. It doesn't make my eyes hurt to look at. Right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. I give it to Silent Hill as well. Uh, in which case, number 85. Dave, how does this compare to the Ren and Stimpy show, oh, Vediates, no. the 2D platformer based on the John K. animated series, Ren and Stimpy? It was a two, 2D platformer? 2D platformer. Hmm. As far as I can tell, the plot revolved around Ren and Stimpy assuming the roles of classic cartoon characters such as Mickey Mouse, and they looked like they were hypnotized or something. And they were, like, trying to get cheese and going into... I don't know. It was weird. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Silent Hill. Okay. Zach? Um, I was on the episode where we ranked Vidiots. Yes, you were. And I thought it looked like poop then. I think it looks like poop now. And I hate Ren and Stimpy for the most part. So yeah. I'm going with Silent Hill. Yeah, I think if you look at both of these as compared, like... Both of them are, like derivative of some franchise and you know both of them are gameplay things uh whereas silent wait hold on no 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 run that one back you just said both of them are gameplay things shut up um (laughs) listen we're on an hour 30 into this episode this is life is hard okay (laughs) uh no Uh, i mean uh, what I mean to say is that Silent Hill at least has competent gameplay. Even if <laughs> oh, okay, that's a coherent sentence. Yeah, if, if neither of them honor their franchise, then we can at least look at their their gameplay, and Silent Hills is better. So, I called it Silent Hills. That was just my subconscious desire for that Hideo Kojima Silent Hill game to be real. Oh, man, now I'm sad again. Anyway. Good. Yeah, uh, Silent Hill, better than this game. Uh, so, 82. Zach, how does it compare to Dogs, a pet-raising game for the Game Boy Color? Well, I actually have a uh, fondness for not specifically dogs, but um, but of pet-raising games. Okay. Uh, I've always liked them for some reason. Yeah, I mean, you've talked extensively about Digimon World. Yep, and that's a game where your pet can turn into poop if you do a bad job. 
Yeah, I don't think dogs has uh, the same quotient what? of fecal matter. Oh no, I bet it has a pretty decent quotient of fecal matter. Just no, not. No, it's it's like for children. Well, oh yeah, not not literal fecal matter. Maybe figurative fecal matter. Um, but uh, I I I you know what? No, I'm gonna give it to dogs. Really? Okay, Dave. No, I'm I'm, I'm gonna give it to Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm also giving it to Silent Hill. Dogs just is not a good pet simulator. It's it's terrible. The art is disgusting. Also, it's... there have been so many of these games. Well, so this is not part of the Ubisoft series of dogs. They might have bought the rights to the name or something. I don't know. I think they did. Cause... I don't know why you would. Uh, but regardless, um, Dave, how does this compare to City Racer, a painfully generic, uh, racing game for the GameCube where you could drive a, a, you could drive a VW Beetle, like the new Beetles that are all, uh, like hip and they had a lot of like bright colors and they, yeah. Did it have a first person driving perspective? Not that I know of. I hate the first-person driving perspective, but uh, okay. you know it's an important feature to have for the people that like it. Right? Yeah. No. This almost seemed, even though it used real cars, it seemed more of a kart racer sort of game. Yeah. No. I, I'm going to give it to Silent Hill again. Okay. Zach. Um. For the record, I really cannot think. Uh. Like I'm looking at the box for this game, and yeah. It looks like a fake video game you would see someone buying on a TV show. We have uh, described that exact thing. We've said that in a hypothetical world where they revived the TV show Nick Arcade, yep. this would be one of the games they play. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, just speaking personally, um, I'm not a big racing game guy. And okay. while I do like a good kart racer, and this definitely seems like one, I can see some Mario Kart style, like, you know, question blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks super boring. And right. I need some pizzazz in my there, racing yeah, game. It is completely devoid of pizzazz. Um, so I'm going to give it to Silent Hill. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm trying to decide what's worse. Having no good ideas or having one good idea and wasting it. Um, well, I mean, I think, I think Silent Hill Book of Memories has more than one good idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The, the gameplay again seems. I mean, competent. You, you have the customizable, somewhat customizable character classes. No. Do you want me to right. list the character you're classes right. again? I super don't. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, you're right. You're right. I, I I just keep coming back to the fact that this is the least Silent Hill that a Silent Hill game could be. But you're right that it's well. It's still, I mean, the pachinko machine's game. not out yet. That, in the pachinko that's, machine, can you play as a bookworm, true. a goth, we're, well, we're a not jock, the pachinko machine, a nerd, those are, those or a games, rocker? Those are money sinks. Those, those aren't video games. Yeah. Unless the, well, I guess there's a video pachinko. But they're that, video then, pachinko, but they're not, I mean... I, it's like what I've said before. Like, at some point, you can't call real-life baseball a video game just because they keep score on the Jumbotron. Yeah. Luke. Like, the inclusion of a video screen is not enough to make it a video game. Right. It, I mean, otherwise we'd be ranking video slot machines. Right, which is right. a pointless endeavor. Hey, Luke. I mean, this whole podcast is a pointless endeavor. But yeah, what's that, Zach? On that list of uh, classes for the pachinko machine, I just listed. Uh huh. One of them was fake. Which one was it? I wasn't paying attention when you read them off, so <laughs> I read them again. I'll, I, but I can. All right, all right. One. bookworm. Uh huh. Goth. Uh huh. Jock. Uh huh. Nerd. Uh huh. Rocker. Uh, nerd. Shit. 
It, it's too, it, the, too similar to the bookworm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Should have gone with cheerleader. I will begrudgingly go with uh, Silent Hill on this. So number seventy-nine, uh, Zach. How does it compare to the Wild West, a very old computer game where you play as Jesse James and you fight off lawmen and then you shoot Indians because they, you know, took back some of the land that we stole. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I really like the Wild West, not specifically the game, just like as a setting. Sure, I mean, it's Red Red Redemption is a widely beloved game for a reason. And there are I, lots of really cool movies set there. Yeah. I wish Red Dead would come out on on uh, PC. Literally, will Dead never would happen. Come out of this random number generator, so we could rank it. Um, uh, but I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna give it to the Wild West. Okay, Dave. Uh, I don't. They're just so similar. <laughs> They're just so similar. Ba, ba, yeah. ba, da. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm also gonna go with Silent Hill. Wild West is just not. There's nothing like memorable about that game at all. Like the characters look like stick figures. The gameplay looks. It basically looks like if they took the hunting part of Oregon Trail and turned it into a game. Pum, 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 pum. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in which case, this game is ranked. Goes at spot number 79, directly above the Wild West, directly below Warlords. What's this game called again? Right, Silent Hill. <laughs> Book of Memory. Just, nope, just Silent Hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surprise, motherfuckers! Alright, we have one last game to rank. Uh, it is Metal Arms Glitch in the System. I, I actually vaguely is. remember this game, and I remember liking it. Let's take a look. Uh, can we Can here. we take a quick... Oh, yep, okay. yep, this I a, remember this game. Because we've been placing for like two hours. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we can take a break if you need one. Yeah, you know, just edit this shit out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Just All leave right. it recording. That's yeah, no, I will. Do you want us to clap? Uh, if we keep it recording, we don't have to clap again. Fine. Yeah. You can just cut it out. Whatever. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Man, I remember this game was really cool, actually. Yeah, this was. Uh, a, well, I don't know if I should talk about the game. Yeah, right. yeah, we should save that. But. Yeah. Yeah, this game was neat. <laughs> okay, okay. This was, I think I was thinking of Wild Arms, which is a like, JRPG. Yep. Yeah, the, like the Wild West one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different game. This is a cool little robot third-person shooter. Yeah. But man, SM word. Holy shit, man! <laughs> oh, whoa, what? I'm what? I'm googling it, and there's this picture, and it's got you know GameSpy and everything. But then there's an Osama bin Laden head up in the corner with two S's over his eyes for some reason. Uh. 
Somewhere Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins are angry. They made it 30 seconds. It was so good. All right, I'm back. Okay, cool. You missed absolutely nothing. Nope, not at all. Okay, so Metal Arms, Glitch in the System. This is a, let's see, released for PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox 360? Yep. Okay, so kind of straddled the generation. Oh, it came for Xbox also, I see. I th- I, I, was it also released on 360? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a like a arcade release on there. I'm not sure. I don't think it was a disc title. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Metal Arms is set on a fictional planet known as Iron Star, which was built by an ancient race known as the Morbots, <laughs> out of scrap metal and space junk. So they built an entire planet. Okay, I'm on board. The Morbots are rumored to inhabit Iron Star's core to the present day, where none of the surface dwellers dare venture for fear of deactivation and destruction. As the life of droids evolved, a renowned scientist known as Dr. Exavolt began experimenting with droid technology, attempting to involve droid technology far beyond its current limits. Uh, do, do, uh, Exavolt's experience was successful, he could not advance droid scientists. One of the experiments that attempted to do this ended in disaster and inadvertently resulted in the tyrannical military mastermind known as General Corrosive. Corrosive began manufacturing a race of soldiers known as Millbots, or Mills for short, and enslaved the entire droid race of Iron Star. I'm sorry, Iron Star. Thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. Droids who rebelled against Corrosive were deactivated and recycled. Colonel Alloy, a former architect, established a hidden droid settlement known as Droid Town. I, I, I'm sorry, you said Colonel Alloy. What? Wait, wait, did you say Colonel? Colonel Alloy, Colonel, 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 bro. That, that doesn't sound right. It's clearly Colonel. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound right when you say Colonel. <laughs> yep. Co- I mean, there's an L right in there. You're, why would you skip that L? Colonel. <laughs> Hold on, we aren't skipping the L. <laughs> There's there's uh, no secret R in there. It's just not pronounced that way. I mean, I'm looking right at it. it should, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, no. The story begins with Glitch. Oh, I see. So the glitch in the system is, is glitch. a person named Glitch. I get you. Uh, I, don't, I don't really care about the story this much. This Look, here, much here. Let me, get, let me give you the short version. Okay. Okay. General Corrosive took over the planet. Deactivated okay. all of the robots that weren't friendly with him. Okay. Glitch We're wakes sure. up, realizes what went down, start, uh, leads an underground revolt, um, and reactivates all of his robot buddies and tries to retake the planet. Okay. I mean, how did this game play? It was a third-person shooter. Um, I Okay. Oh, I so I actually played this game, and okay. it was yeah. pretty fucking me. cool. Okay. Um, it had a – it had cool – it was kind of like – um. It may not have come. It was either a response to, or was a proto version of like the the later Ratchet and Clank games. Okay, because uh, it was a third person platform shooter action game uh, with pretty cool weapons, but it had a unique mechanic where you could actually like hack in and hijack enemy robots. Oh, okay, that's kind of neat. So, so, like, if there was because you were just a little guy. Right, um, right. If there was a big stomper bot, you could go. Okay, well, I'm gonna go take him over, and then you take him over. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. Uh, and Glitch okay. looks pretty cool. He's got a little. He's got a decent amount of personality in his design. He's a little cute little robot guy. Yeah. Um. 
Okay, yeah, that, that sounds alright to me. But Zach, how alright does it sound compared to Z-Wolf? Oh, it's, it's way better than Z-Wolf. Yeah, okay, Dave, do you agree with that assertion? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to also. In which case, whoops, didn't type that B into my program, typed it into the spreadsheet. Uh, we need to look at number 26. Dave, how do you think Metal Arms glitch in the system compares to Bionic Commando 2009? Mm, that is a tough question. It is a toughie. They're just so similar. They're just so similar! <laughs> They're both third-person platforming shooter action adventures. Yeah, so... That involves robot arms. What's the verdict? Ba-ba-ba-da. Oh, no, no. It's... <laughs> you know, you could, you could maybe have Zach go first sometimes, and then I wouldn't have... I, I de- Zach he, just went Yeah, he's first. swapping off. He, he, he's trading orders. It's episode 21, and both of you have been on multiple episodes. Hey, I caught it. I caught it, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm going to go with uh, the old standby, Bionic Commander. Okay. Zach? Uh, Metal Arms. I... 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 I Never played Bionic Commando, but from what I heard and what I saw of it, um, it lacked personality. Like, like I know, I know it has the cool robot arm thing, but I remember one of the big complaints of it was it was just kind of generic. Mm. And Metal Orbs was actually it had a lot of charm to it, and it was fun and cute, like cartoony, but had solid action. I liked it a lot. It was okay. a cool game. That's reasonable. Um, what I will say is looking at the stuff in Metal Arms. They're definitely going for a, a personality. It doesn't do it for me. I don't like the design. Like I'm looking at Glitch on the box out here. I, I don't like, like Glitch. Him. I like him. He's he's a little robot. Uh, he's like a little robot worker guy. He he very much seems like a character from a DreamWorks 3D movie. Yeah. That, okay. That I can agree with. I like. Yeah. Not like a great DreamWorks 3D movie, but like you no, know, an I'm all right talking, one. I'm not, I don't mean Kung Fu Panda. I mean like Shrek Three. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, he looks that's... nothing like. <laughs> from, he looks nothing like the. Uh, oh wait, no, that was. I was thinking of the film Robots, but that was not by Dreamworks. No, 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 that's a totally different That was by film. Blue Sky Studio, Studio, I believe. 20th Century yep. Fox. <laughs> yeah, it's better than that, but... Um, yeah. I, Shrek 3 is a little harsh. I, I'd, I'd give him, like, um... What, Shrek 2, you think? Okay, I... Yeah. <laughs> okay, are we going in on Shrek right now? Because I can, I can throw... Hold on, let me, let me Shrek show you... Shrek. They we they have made Shrek video games that we will rank. Let someday. me counter. I would say, hold on to that. Does, does this guy do anything for you? Oh boy, what am I looking at here? Uh, let's take a look. We have got a. See, okay, I like how this guy is drawn. It's like a military general guy with like one wheel. But looking at the graphics in the game and like the 3D art, I don't think. Like I like the line art and shading on this guy, which don't translate to the 3D art. So I can't. I can't. I think just the the concept of him, like that basic design, even if it doesn't work, is cool enough that I bet it translated decently into the game. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I'm not saying it's a. I'm not saying it's bad. I just it it doesn't quite do it for me. Um, I, I've got to give it to, what are we, oh, to Bionic Commando, which absolutely does it for me. Um, yeah. Ugh. You, yeah, you sicken me. Yeah. 
but speaking of things doing it for people, Zach, how does it compare to Digimon World? Oh, you fucking garbage bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I was right to rank it below Bionic Commando because this is a hard choice for you. Oh, I'm torn asunder! Hard choices mean we're moving in the right direction. Uh, um, okay, while I do love Digimon World, and as as previously stated, I like pet-raising games, I'm a yeah. fan of the Digimon franchise, uh-huh. uh, it, 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 do, it does it for me in a lot of ways, but... It actually doesn't play that great. No, it doesn't. Um, and I remember Metal Arms. I the the charm of it works more for me than it does for you. But I remember it actually playing pretty well, especially for like a fucking like. God, what year was this? Uh, yeah, I remember it being fairly early, like not not super early, but let's see, yeah, two thousand three. Yeah. Um, okay. And it for a third person shooter, two thousand three, like it was pretty inventive. Had some fun action. I remember renting it, and I also remember replaying the demo okay. of it over and over, because it was a pretty fun game. Okay. So, I'm going to give it to Metal Arms. Okay. Dave? I'm giving it to Metal Arms. Yeah, I will also give it to Metal Arms. There's just... Why does the Digimon game have such a preoccupation with shit? I don't understand. Japan, man. I don't know if that... I mean, that sounds racist when you say it that no, way. No, like... No, there is, like... There is a very large amount of poop imagery in Japanese culture because they find it. I don't know if that's true, dude. There's toilet cafes. Yeah, I mean, yes, but what? I mean, I could totally imagine some asshole in Kansas doing that. Oh my! Look, I'm not. This is not me being like, oh, Japan. Like, uh, no, that's told. Let me, let me, I, Luke. I don't know if your parents explained this to you, but it's not just assholes in Kansas that make poop. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I hate you. <laughs> oh, I want to go to bed. I don't want to be here uh, anymore. Here's a game that our comparison actually is very similar. Dave, how does Metal Arms Glitch in the System compare to Rocket Robot on Wheels? Oh, shit. 3D platformer collectathon where you're like a robot unicycle who's rocket powered and you like have to explore an amusement park to collect. May, may I remind you that Rocket Robot on Wheels had a bat wing motorcycle. It does have a motorcycle that can fly because it has giant bat wings. It's but pretty it cool. Still shoots fire out the back because. Yeah. Well, of course yeah. it does. Yeah. So how do those compare, Dave? Well, that's my vote for Rocket Robot on Wheels. Gotcha. Right there. Okay, Zach. Um, I think that while I will totally grant that that motorcycle sounds pretty kicking, um. Rocket, I mean, not Rocket, um... Oh, hey, hey, well, hold on. I found the actual character model for, um, Military Guy. There, there you go. From GiantBomb.com. Uh... Yeah, see? Yeah, everything I liked about that drawing you showed me is gone. <laughs> I think he still looks for, now like... For a 2003-era... But I, but that's what I like. The, I don't like the colors. I don't... It, it's, it's nothing, like... Again, I liked the line art and shading on that drawing. You don't like the line art and shading on this 3D model from 2003? Right, no, I don't. Um, I, like, I, I, I think that the Metal Arms did cooler stuff with the whole, oh, you're a tiny robot thing. Because, like, okay. 
the whole thing of Metal Orbs is that you're the tiny little construction bot fighting against the military bots, and you have to, like, you know, raise an army and hack your way right. into the bigger bots. I think that's a way cooler use of the, hey, you're a tiny robot thing than, hey, here's a motorcycle. Uh, well, I, I mean, there's there was other things. It was a pretty competent platformer. Yeah, but I mean, this is also a pretty competent platformer and also a, pr- a competent third-person shooter. Yeah, um, I, I I think they're both solid games. I, I, I think gameplay-wise, they're probably pretty equal, and I like the design of Rocket more than I like oh, the design yeah. of Glitch. Hold on, I gotta look up Rocket Robot. Yeah, I've got the box out here where they show Rocket. I don't know. I, I'm looking I it up, I'm looking it up. You're a fucking crazy person. No, I like him. Oh my god, you were a madman. He's a he's like purple. He doesn't look like, like a robot. Looking... He looks like a blob. Yeah, I like him. Oh my god, I hate you. Yeah, I hate you too. So everything's equal. Oh. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, I'm giving it to Rocket oh. by a nose. Uh, he doesn't have a nose. Neither is Glitch. Fair. <laughs> Zach, how does it compare to Blue Baron? This is a Commodore 64 It's better. Game. It's better than Blue Baron. You don't even know what it's about. It's a Commodore 64 game where you fly airplanes. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> Dave, how do you vote? I I agree with that logic. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd probably get. I like Blue Baron. Actually, they couldn't even shell cool. out for the Red Baron, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think Blue Baron looks like a cool game, but I'll I'll give it to Metal Arms. That that's reasonable. Uh, in which case, if it's better than that, then ooh, Dave, how does it compare to Busy Scissors, the Nintendo Wii hairstyling oh, game? Where you gotta work your way up the ranks of the hairstyling world, and like you, you give people a real good haircut, and then you get money that you can buy better haircut and equipment with, and you get a little uh, thing of like, oh, they're succeeding in life because of their great haircut. Well, I mean, I, man, I hope there's not as much shit stirred up this time when I say that I think this game is better than Busy Scissors, but I think it is better than Busy Scissors. All right. I mean, that's your opinion. Well, Zach? There was, last time I was on, there was some heated exchanges. <laughs> well, well, what game were you saying was better than Busy Scissors? I da, don't da, 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 da. <laughs> It might have um, been IL-2 Sturmovic, for all I know. Um, no, I don't think that was... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Zach? Well, um, I think the Busy Scissors sounds like a really unique, um, cool thing, and I'm glad it exists. Yeah, but knowing that it is a motion-focused Wii game, it probably controls sure. like hot poop. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I am gonna give it to Metal Arms because it's actually a fun game to play. Yeah, I I can go with you on that. I like Busy Scissors. Um, it's just pleasant seeming. Um, but yeah, that, that's a fair point that it probably does not have the best controls. Um, in which case, one last game to rank it against. Zach, how does it compare to Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai, uh, an interesting visual novel game where you are a high school girl and you and your friends decide you want to make a video game and then, like, the video game, like, you pick what game you want to make and then that changes the gameplay of the actual game you're playing That's to cool. reflect the game you pick. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Um, oh, 
That's it's, less cool. I just I'm reading the game types now. Yeah, it's more than just a visual novel. It's got many games in it. Right. Um, which is good. Like I, this is a oh man, wow, PS2 game in 2008, huh? Yeah. Um, and the SOS Brigade can create a game that's similar to Dragon Quest, a robot game, a card battle game, a board game, a dating sim, and even a princess maker. Even a princess maker. What, what is, is that? It's like. What? I'm pretty sure that's just like a dress-up game. I don't know. No, oh, it's lame. like um, oh jeez, it's like a uh, Long Live the Queen or um. Oh, I, I have that game, and that game is actually super rad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a princess maker. Is there as much really? like? I thought that imp- was like a princess unmaker. Yeah, that's like a princess death simulator. <laughs> well, no, the, the game is trying to unmake the princess, and that one is like uniquely focused on killing your princess a lot. But I mean, that's it's that genre. Um, like you're making decisions about how this princess is raised, and that influences what kind of person they become. Well, um, I do really enjoy the concept behind uh, Suzumiya Haru. Hold on, Suzumiya Harui no Tomadi. To- I-, I think it's Tomodai, but Tomodai. I'm an expert in Japanese pronunciation. Neither so am I. I. That was me trying my best after listening yeah. to a bunch of anime. I think that was a reasonable approximation. I-, I don't think you were any further than I was. Fair enough. We're both terrible. Yeah. It's um, a phonetic alphabet, so you were much closer, Luke. Okay. Um, but, like, I that's actually a cool premise for a game. I actually like yeah, that a lot. That's like, that's there, There's a reason that even though it's, uh, you know, a weird high school anime game, it's this high on the list. Yeah, that's, that's a real neat idea for a game, and if someone pulled that off probably better than this, because reading the game types, it sounds like most of the games are lame. Okay. Um, like, uh, maybe the Dragon Quest one is good. I don't know. Dragon Quest is kind of a bad game to emulate nowadays if you're going after, like, DQ1. Sure. Um, that said, I I think that game's real neat, and I'm glad it exists, much like Busy Scissors, but I bet Metal Arms is way more fun to actually play. Okay. Okay. Dave? Yeah, I have to agree. Um, it, it seems like an interesting premise, uh, Suzumi Haruhi no Tomodai, but uh, mm-hmm. no, just showing us up. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> play it. I, I'd play it, but I, I don't think I would enjoy it as much. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I think I, I think I might have given it to Suzumi Haruhi no Tomodai, but I will. Oh, uh, I see how it is now. Everyone just saying it real fast, like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I. I I am not. I, I think it is reasonable to hold Metal Arms above it. I, I don't think that's an unreasonable decision. In which case, Metal Arms is ranked uh, at number thirty-four, directly Fuck. above Suzumiya Haruhi no Fuck. Tomodai, and directly below Rocket Robot on Wheels. Fucking garbage. Proper place. Oh shit. Why am I garbage? No, no. The Rocket Robot on Wheels is garbage. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a good game. It is objectively the thirty-third best game, but it looks oh, so far. Rocket looks so yeah. dumb. I like how Rocket looks. Oh, he looks. He doesn't even look like a robot. He looks like someone spit up a grape and put a helmet on it. I like him. In which case, we are now complete. This took a long time. And again, I, I, I've discussed this with other people off air. Uh, it did not take a long time because the list is getting longer. The algorithm I am using is specifically designed to combat that very problem. Uh, because the rate at which the sorting increases, increases logarithmically. 
Uh, so this will not become a longer process on that level until, like, episode 50-something. It's just, you people talked a lot, and it's your fault, and you should feel bad. Editor's note, apparently, Zach thought this was a good time to stop recording because he doesn't give a shit. So, uh, please enjoy the last few minutes of this episode of me talking to the Price is Right music. Yeah, but if you go back and look at all the episodes, they consistently hit between like an hour and an hour and a half. Oh, oh, yeah, it probably is. Piece of shit. Uh, much like your Digimon, you're a piece of shit. Until um, recently. <laughs> so, to uh, round out the day, let's just run through the, the bottom and top ten, which did not change this episode. But uh, let's take a look. At number 105, Custer's Revenge. At number 104, Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party. At number 103, Sonic Shuffle. Number 102, Las Vegas Tycoon. Number 101, Guitar Hero Van Halen, which I still don't think deserved to go that low, but... No, no, what it was, I had two people that really hated uh, the Activision... No, no, not Activision, the... Well, Activision, yeah, but like the Never Stopped era of Guitar Hero, combined with the fact that this is a Van Halen Guitar Hero game that doesn't even have an all-Van Halen track listing. Yeah... Yeah, it's like 40% Van Halen songs. It has a Weezer song on it. <laughs> like the total opposite. Uh, at number 100, Online Tennis Manager. Number 99, Desert Speed Trap, starring Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Number 98, Wild Wheels. Number 97, Quicks. And number 96, Cherry Moderate. Meanwhile, in our top ten, at number ten, the con- or, I'm sorry, not the Conduit Two, just Conduit Two. Number nine, Chess System Tall Two. Number eight, Picross 3D. Number seven, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. Number six, Iron Lord. Number five, Westfront Omega: The Amulet of Vega. Oh, fuck you. Number four, Uncharted: Drake's Fortune. Number three, The Eye of the Dragon, even radder than Uncharted. Number two, Queen, The Eye. And number one, Ray Tracers. So that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, Zach, do you have any uh, message from your heart that you want the world to know? What, what's, I, what, I was about to ask you, what song do you sing in your soul? But we already answered that question earlier. It's the Price is Right song. Please remember to spay and neuter your animals. Dave, how about you? No, this one. What do you have to say? Please remember to spay and neuter your animals. As for me, you can follow me, my porn Tumblr, at womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. You can follow my normal Tumblr at gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. Follow me on Twitter at SSJSpeedRacer. And follow me other... T- follow me other Twitter at Erotica underscore TXT, where I post real 
uh, online erotic quotes and excerpts from stories from around the internet. And while I log into that account, let me also say, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. And maybe if you got some time, give us a, a good rating and write a review for us. That would help more people see this show. Uh, maybe rank us against your other favorite podcasts. It probably goes right on the bottom. That's okay, though. It looks good. I, I kind of want to play that game. Anyhow, uh, let me find a, an Erotica TXT tweet. I, I record these episodes way more frequently than I update this Twitter account, uh, which is a problem. You should work getting some more tweets prepared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. That's That one sounds weird. Uh, let's see. I already read that one. Here we go. The Case of the Pantyhose Society. The Taxi Driver. Part 6. Madam Sophia and Virginie. Alright, that's gonna do it for us this time. Hey, See Luke, you next time on Let's Place. Oh, sure, uh, what's that? Have you told your uh, parents about this podcast? Maybe they could upvote it for you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did mention it. Uh, I mentioned we're, we're trying to do some uh, audio stuff at work, and I mentioned I have like a, a good microphone and stuff. And when I was like, oh, why? I'm like, oh, me and my friends do some weird podcasting stuff. And kind of before I remembered how I signed <laughs> these episodes off, I mentioned it, and I stopped myself just short of, like, because she's like, oh, man, I'm going to find that. And I did not mention the name of the show. Thank God. <laughs> you, you, um, I, this, is, this is a sitcom episode waiting to happen is what this is. is yeah, exactly, you're, you're, exactly. Right. My my only hope is if they do find it, they get bored of it and turn it off, which is seems likely. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. I thought I told you not to, but you have.